So when's the last time you dug deep into your gratefulness checklist? I mean, really went spelunking in your list. Sometimes it's an eye-opening experience. The Grateful List. That's next on this episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. This is the Gratitude Journal Podcast. Welcome back, friends, to this, an episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. It's been a while. I know, I know you want to throw, you know, rotten pieces of fruit at me and, you know, bad lettuce or broccoli or whatever hard object would work as it goes bouncing off my head. I have no excuse except work and job and all kinds of stuff. And I have good intent. I do. As my friends from the seminary know, you know, in the immortal words of Father Tommy Thompson, I know you don't want to read the books, but sometimes just reach back there and just touch them. Just touch the books. At least that gives you knowledge that you have given them the just due that they deserve, even if you're not going to really do them the honor of actually picking up the book and reading it. So my intent was there, okay? I looked at the microphone. I touched the microphone. I actually used the microphone for, you know, work-related stuff. But uh, so I have no excuse. So I hope that you will forgive me. And I hope that the uh, podcast powers that be have not eliminated uh, my account so that I can continue to upload episodes on this, a very wintry, cold, mid-March weekend afternoon. It's been a pretty wild, topsy-turvy weather situation, as is normally the case in March, in our neck of the woods, and our neck of the woods would happen to be Northeast Ohio. I can recall at least two times while I was working for radio stations in and around the state, and those stations happened to be Cleveland Indians affiliates. I know I can't really say that word anymore, but I'm really using it as a point of reference, so I hope Guardians fans will forgive me. But I can remember Indians home openers being snowed out in early April and this happening not even when there was a strike, you know, or a a lockout happening. So, um, you know, this is not uncommon for March to be a very, very odd month. And that's exactly what it's turned out to be, because this time last week, Don and I parked the car. We strolled through one of the parks after visiting my parents. We remarked that all of the people, especially the females, had shorts on. They had tank tops. I think the temperature was approaching 70. And in Northeast Ohio, with the temperature approaches 70, hell, if the temperature approaches 60, there are people who are breaking out the sandals and the tank tops. That's just the way we roll here in Northeast Ohio. And now, especially the past three days, it's been snow blowing sideways, chilly, scraping the windshield, somewhat kind of treacherous roads to a certain extent, especially the back roads. It's just been wild. So between 
you know, this new job that I've been involved in and just uh, several other things. I lament my absence in front of the podcast microphone, and I promise to try to do better. Didn't that sound political? Because I think I've worked in everything. It's like the meteorologist the other night who said, well, we could see a chance of snow. There's going to be some sunshine in the afternoon. Those temperatures will actually be warming a bit, especially as we approach overnight. And then it gets cold again. I mean, he did like nine forecasts in the span of about 30 seconds. So I hope that I at least sounded not nearly as disingenuous as that. We had a little bit of bad news over the past week in that, well, you know, when you have a loved one who is, you know, under dementia care, obviously you're always looking for bright spots and the bright spots generally never really come during, you know, those annual or semi-annual or biannual, however that goes for you, uh, evaluations. And, you know, not to get overly dramatic about it, but, you know, Donna did kind of move into uh, early moderate stage uh, according to her cognitive tests. Now, we were told that this wasn't surprising based on the results of the test from the previous six months. But, you know, to see the look of disappointment on her face and, you know, the ride home from our meeting being, you know, pretty quiet, um, it was disappointing. And I won't lie about that. Obviously, I'm bringing it up in a podcast and a podcast that, you know, she probably will listen to at some point. So we made an agreement long ago. We weren't going to, you know, hedge around. We weren't going to hide information. It was just, we were going to just deal with this on its, you know, on its face level. And we were just going to move forward. And that's what we continue to do today. But it was one of those things where, you know, you do, at least I do embark on this kind of woe is me kind of thing. Why did this happen to us? How do I deal with this now? And when you say these things to people, you know, do you do so with regret? Do you do so by staying positive? I mean, I don't really know the proper thing. She doesn't really know the proper thing. And and that's just kind of how we were rolling along. And really that feeling of overall kind of stretched in the rest of the week off and on. And yesterday, which was Saturday, which it was kind of like an errand day. And it was just kind of quiet, you know, in the car. And one of the things that I've been trying to do over the course of things in the midst of this diagnosis is obviously, as you know, an attempt to try to be grateful for things. And it's very tough. Sometimes you just kind of want to throw in the towel. You just want to go to hell with it. Um, You know, whatever it is, it is. And I'll just I'll be grateful on my own time and shut up and don't remind me and I don't want to hear about it. And that was kind of the feeling that I sort of had, you know, in the car as we were driving around yesterday doing our errands. 
And one of the things I've been trying to do on Saturday to give myself a break from preparing food, because I, for the most part, prepare meals. And sometimes now with this job and then combining it with some of the client stuff that I do here in the basement lair, I run into situations where I'm kind of struggling. You know, it's it's 10 till 6 or 20 after 6. I don't have anything to prepare. I didn't take anything out to thaw, blah, blah, blah. So I give myself Saturday generally to bring something home. And I say bring something home because even though now that things have opened up a little bit in COVID, we're still a little leery about sitting out in public eating, although that's that's starting to wane a little bit. But I had it in the back of my mind, okay, we're going to go find something to eat. And so we drove to this uh, place that we like. Um, it's kind of like a, a Hawaiian cuisine because they make something called poke and they put it in a bowl and it's kind of high price, but the spices they use are really good and we both tend to like it. And we can get sometimes one to share. And then I kind of screwed up yesterday because I got one with like raw tuna because I like sushi and Donna doesn't really like that. And so I had to like order another one for her, but that's okay. We can split it up into several meals. Anyway, I'm being long-winded about it, but there's a point. And so we were kind of cruising along, coming back home. And in the console next to me, between us in the car, um, I have to admit that I've sort of been practicing a somewhat of a bad habit on the weekends. I love chips. Okay. I love them. I love like nacho chips. I mean, I pretty much have a handful just about every night, even amongst, even amongst the sort of weight loss regimen that I've been on. Izzy kind of knows when I'm moving over to the bag that's on top of the refrigerator because he and I kind of share these chips and I try to limit myself to sort of one generous handful, but that's kind of like increased. And so I need to like get back on the wagon again. And it's compounded by the fact that if you've ever gone into like a convenience store, you see these like little mini cans of Pringles. I love Pringles chips. I especially like the cheese Pringle chips. And so a lot of times I'll go into the store to get gas and or a bottle of water and I'll come back out and, you know, a treat for me and usually a treat for her. I mean, for Donna, it's usually Reese's cups, like regular Reese's cups. And if you ever try to find a regular thing of Reese's cups in the can, there's like 92,000 varieties of Reese's cups. They have them filled with little M&Ms. They have them filled with pretzels. There's the white chocolate Reese's cups. There's, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And so I have to kind of root through all of the Reese's peanut butter cups to find the one that she likes. And then I grab, if they have them, these little sort of half cans of Pringles. And I hadn't opened and I had it sitting down in the console. And as we were kind of riding along, I had the food in the back on the floor behind the seat so it wouldn't topple over. Well, it was starting to snow really bad. The temperature really probably only got up to like 18 degrees yesterday. And so we were kind of heading home and I've been having a lot of intestinal difficulties and like I was really kind of racing to get home. And so on the way, the weather began to get much more violent, really. I mean, the, the snow was kind of blowing sideways and this after, you know, the chief meteorologist on the TV said, you know, by noon on Saturday, everything's going to be wiped out. We're going to have sunshine. We didn't have one speck of sunshine. 
And so I said, well, we should probably go home, you know, because this is actually starting to get a little bad. And so we were riding down the freeway and we got off the off ramp to go, you know, to the side streets to kind of make our way back home. So I don't know how it is in your neck of the woods, but in our neck of the woods, we tend to have these sort of designated areas where the homeless people are. And on the top of the ramp going up to the light was a person standing outside dressed for the weather. I mean, looked pretty good, had sort of like the one piece Carhartt suit on. So maybe, you know, it was donated to this person. But we were about three or four car lengths behind the the car that happened to be next to him. And he was standing there with his sign. And first of all, I thought, wow, it's 17 degrees. And the wind is blowing sideways. And this cannot be enjoyable for this person. And Donna, understandably so, because a lot of people do, has a kind of... um. Oh, I don't know, a little bit of a bias because there was an incident a couple of years ago where there was a ring of these so-called homeless people who weren't actually homeless. You know, they were just trying to reap the benefits of things. I mean, this was kind of like their their full part-time job was to stand on the corner. And, you know, you could see some of them on the corner kind of yelling over to their buddy on the other corner, like they had amassed a sort of a club. And so I think some of it was actually true. So she kind of is a little leery. I, on the other hand, am a little more, not better. I'm just, you know, I looked at this guy and I thought, well, first of all, who in the right mind would be standing out in this weather right now? I mean, when I finish this podcast, I have to go out to the garage. I have to get the bird feed. I have to take this whatever 12 pound bag upstairs. I have to take it outside, cut it open, fill up the three bird feeders because the only thing more important to Donna's world, you know, than me maybe and chocolate uh, is feeding these damn birds. I mean, it's just, it's almost become like an obsession and it's even worse now. So, you know, I indulge her and I go out and feed the birds. Well, I mean, it's it's very frigid. It's snowing. I don't want to be out there doing that. Well, here, this guy is standing there with his sign. And I didn't have any money with me. I had spent all the cash on the poke Hawaiian bowl. So what was I to do? As we were inching up the hill, strangely, he sort of dropped his sign down with his one hand, and he kind of looked right at me, and he just held up his hand like to wave, which I thought was a little odd because I no one has ever done that to me before and we have a good amount of people who hang out at these designated corners and he kind of looked at me and he kind of smiled and the only thing I had to give him was my little can of cheese Pringles and the food in the back was was making me pretty hungry and I was like ready to I still had about 10 minutes or whatever to drive home and I it's kind of getting ready. I had the plastic thing off and I was ready to rip into these things, you know, kind of like my appetizer for Saturday. 
knowing full well that I shouldn't be having cheese Pringles. So, I don't know, I just, something came over me, I put plastic lid back on the top of the half can of cheese Pringles, I rolled down the window, and I just held out the cheese Pringles, and he took the cheese Pringles, and he kind of mumbled something, he had sort of like a scarf, you know, across his face, and, and Donna's like, oh, wasn't that nice of you to do that? And the whole way home, I kept thinking, well, Wish it would have been more than that. Wish it would have been more than cheese Pringles. And while I was laying in bed, I kind of kept thinking, you know, with all of the, I guess, bad news that we received this past week, I don't do enough to like really dig into my gratefulness list. And I don't do it enough on a fairly regular basis. This thing where I'm driving, yes, it's a 2011 car. Yes, it has 135,000 miles on it. Yes, there's something bumping in the transmission. I'm almost afraid to drop it off. I have to do that today. I'm, I'm kind of afraid because it could be something bad. But the car is paid off. I don't have a car payment. And even though gas is at an all-time high, at least as far as I can remember. And I'm dreading the fact that when I get done feeding the birds today, I'll probably go down to see my parents, and then I have to put gas in the car. I'm kind of dreading that, knowing that the $40 I'm going to put in is going to give it about a half a tank. But I have the money to put gas in a car that I do not have a car payment for. And behind me in this seat was dinner that I paid for for a fairly, you know, good price. I mean, we don't go out to eat a lot, but I mean, 20 bucks, you know, for food to go out. I mean, I think that's for carry out. I think that's, you know, it's kind of expensive for us. And I you know, budgeted for the money to be able to afford to do that. I also had the change available to be able to go into the convenience store and get my half a can of cheese Pringles and a Reese's cup. And I really started to drill into this, you know. I mean, Donna's been doing this thing lately where you know, when I'm letting Izzy out, she kind of rolls on my side of the bed and kind of warms it up. And then, and then when she sees me come in, then she kind of rolls on her side. And I always say, hey, thanks for doing that because nothing is worse, you know, than getting in the sheets and they're cold and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to freeze to death. But like I have a bed, like I have sheets. And now, right now, I hear the dryer a little bit. You can't hear it. Uh, I'm washing the sheets with like detergent that I can pay for. And I'm going to have clean sheets tonight. I mean, granted, we only have two sets of sheets, but that's fine. I mean, you can only use one sheet at a time or one pair or one set at a time. And like, we have them. We have sheets. Yeah, they're old, but I mean, they feel good. They work. They're not, you know, a thousand ply Egyptian sheets, but I mean, they're you know, they're not bad. They work. They're clean now. They'll be warm once Donna rolls back on her side. And as I kind of drilled down deeper into this list, I 
was kind of realizing all these things that I really never give a whole lot of thought to, that I need to give more thought to, that I need to be more grateful for. I thought a lot about what things are going to be like, the fact that I didn't prepare very well. Will I be standing in a Carhartt-type suit that maybe someone gave me at the top of a ramp, wanting more than cheese Pringles? And it got me thinking while I was trying to get to bed, even though I hadn't had very much sleep the night before, I was kind of puzzled as to why it was taking me so long to get to sleep. I almost feel like I want to have a, like a little goodie bag, like several goodie bags, because we run across homeless, supposedly, people all the time. And sometimes money just isn't an option, or money just doesn't feel right. I know that's what, what they want. But maybe, you know, to have a goodie bag ready to hand to them. And I have it written down on this little sheet of paper. I'm staring at it right now to... Have goodie bags ready. I don't think drilling down into your list occasionally is a bad idea. I would like to do it more to, you know, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, <laughs> you know. I mean, really, like this affects this and this affects this and you have this because of this. And I think we need to take stock of these lists. We need to drill down a little more into these lists. Because amidst all the bad things, transmissions going bad, and your, and your you know, wife getting not great news, which means you're not getting great, I'm not getting great news. I mean, amongst these things that really are a recipe for potentially being pretty depressed. I'm not living under a bridge. I'm not standing at the top of a ramp waiting for somebody to give me something. Not yet. And for that, I'm feeling pretty grateful. I don't feel better than this person because, as you know, most of us are, you know, a couple of paychecks away from disaster. So I think we need to drill down into our grateful list. I think we need to play the six degrees of gratefulness, for want of a better word, and see how one thing impacts the other and, and to be grateful for those things. A heater working in the car is a big one because I had a car early on that really didn't have any heat and certainly didn't have any AC. And so it was pretty miserable to drive, but it was my car and I drove it. So I'm grateful for that, especially today. So hopefully things in your meteorological world are better than our world. And it's going to warm up soon. It's going to it's going to get better. In fact, Donna's going out of town next week to our granddaughter Megan's shower. And I'm told that in the area where she's going, it's going to be in the mid-70s next week. And so, you know, it's going to happen. It's, sometimes it just takes a while. Here it seems to take longer 
because of where we're situated and the fact that we just never have the sun that shines. It just kind of goes away. You know, that our sun has the longest vacation break of any fiery orb on the whole globe. <laughs> so it seems. Donna says 59 days of sunshine. That's our average. Boy, really racking them up, huh? Until then, here's hoping you're uh, safe and that you are staying warm and that whoever your baseball team is, that you're happy regardless of their name change. You're happy that baseball is back and that you will dig into your gratefulness list. Do your six degrees of separation, your six degrees of grateful living. And I'll look forward to talking to you the next time, hopefully with much less of a gap in between on this, the Gratitude Journal podcast.